It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A 4-3 overtime loss for the Arizona Coyotes. They fall to the Chicago Blackhawks at home. So they didn't go at two points, but they do get at least one. We're going to talk about this game, break it down, see what we thought on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Kyle Pavlik right beside me on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. It is our post-game show right after the Arizona Coyotes fall. The Chicago Blackhawks 4-3 in overtime. Uh, Carl wasn't, uh, obviously wasn't what we would hope. We, would co- we're, we were both hoping for a win, but it was an interesting game nonetheless. It kind of was, it kind of made up for a little bit for the last few games because they were so out that we're just like this was just sad versus this which was like oh we got a game yeah uh the coyotes showed a lot of resilience that we haven't seen recently uh where they came back from a you know two goal deficit to tie it up which is great absolutely love to see it uh every goal the coyotes let in uh I can say, like, wasn't Carol Vimelka's fault, which is also great to get a very solid game from Vimelka, because uh, that's another thing that we haven't really gotten too much. So it was on all around, like, good effort. Uh, and if we were at a point in the season where it mattered if they won or lost, then we would be a little bit more critical. But for right now, just with the team the way it is, we're like, yeah, it's good. You did good. Well, I think all things considered, right? It's yeah. like the team being battered with injuries, which, by the way, um, you have you're a mentioning of another injury for the Arizona Coyotes of an update. Go ahead and share that with us as well. Oh, yes. Uh, so we actually have two updates for for injuries. Uh, one shorter, one potentially long-term. Uh, Jay Beagle sustained a lower body injury during the game. Uh, he was limited to four minutes and 10 seconds, which is not that much. Uh, potentially looked like something happening with his knee, and he did have to be helped to the back. Uh, the Coyotes have definitely dealt with quite a few lower body injuries. This could be it for Beagle for the season. Um, and potentially just, I, I don't know if he is going to be in a position to be resigned next year, but it for him as a career. Uh, and on the more short term, uh, Nick Ritchie was a late pole and he is apparently day to day with a uh, lower body injury, I believe. Maybe upper. Uh, I would have to pull up the tweet. Sorry. Uh, upper body injury. Sorry. There you go. There you go. Upper body injury. Um, but anyways, as uh, as as I was getting though, like despite those injuries, you know, like you know, two players being out, more two more players being out, 
Buccaneers and the Coyotes, you know, they, I, I like the word that you use. They were resilient in this game. You know, yeah. they, kind of, they didn't come up with the win, but the resilience they showed is huge because, you know, that's the part that we were talking about is, you know, when a team takes an early lead, and in this case, you know, the Blackhawks took a 2 nothing lead in the first period, uh, it seemed like, you know, that's, some, that's something that, like, earlier this month, that's something that would kill the Coyotes' confidence and they just would, wouldn't do anything. And this game was different. Obviously, yes, it's the Chicago Blackhawks. It's a different team than any of the other teams they played earlier this month, but I think it still applies. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, given how, like, I think the Coyotes have scored three goals in two games this month before this game, like, when the Blackhawks went up two goals in the first period, you're like, oh, is there even a game left? Can the Coyotes get, like, three goals? Because that's next to impossible uh, most nights. And then they avoided a second period collapse, which is also, like, a rare thing. Something that I really liked about the Coyotes that we've talked about uh, in the past is just kind of how they stay in the game. Like, even if they're losing, they're going to be, like, engaged in the final minutes. And they are engaged in the final games of the season. And that does speak to a good kind of solid work ethic in, you know, enforced from the coaching staff. You know, and I think that's, you know... A lot of that, again, Andre Tourne is probably having a lot of conversations with the team as as they as they face this final stretch, these final yeah. few games, because they're like, all right, you, we know what's going on here. We know that, you know, we know we're battered. We know this, whatever. And he's probably giving them, you know, the, all those tips. Again, this is a really young team. You know, they yeah. have a lot to learn. And it's good that they have a coach who's worked with young players for most of his career. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, and I mean, especially when you look at like kind of the makeup of this team, there is a lot of young players, a lot of, you know, Tucson Roadrunners players too. Uh, and then like a lot of veterans on the other end of things. And, you know, you kind of need someone who can talk to both and kind of mitigate that. Like, I'm sure he is having a lot of very difficult conversations that I would not want to have. Like, there's a reason I am not a, you know, coach of a team like those sound very tough yeah no that would be an incredibly tough job to i mean no one be a coach of a team and two to be that person that kind of has to get into a locker room and address people address certain players or certain personnel with concerns and listen yeah. to them everything like that. that's a lot that's a, that takes a lot especially for a team like the coyotes like signing in for a rebuilding team like that is a certain type of person like one who is able to kind of work with people and develop and you know know that you are needing to build relationships in a tough circumstance which you know absolutely has happened like we are seeing some like good things even in these losses by the coyotes absolutely but once again, the the final score in this game, four to three, Chicago Blackhawks take the win in overtime. We're going to continue to break this da- game down in a little bit. We're going to uh, discuss some players that stood out, as well as uh, you know, making the other points that we think is absolutely necessary. Before we get to that, though, I want to tell you guys about Shady Rays, an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of two hundred dollars sunglasses for the fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed, durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. 
Also, something that you won't find anywhere else, Shady Ray's insane protection program. Shady Ray's includes loss and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's the code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season, 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses. Backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so let's continue this episode of Locked On Coyotes. We're breaking down Arizona versus Chicago. Final score once again, 4-3 to three Chicago in overtime. Let's talk about... Some players that stood out, Carl, and I'm going to go ahead and go with the first one right off the bat that I want to talk about, and that is the rookie, Nate Smith, getting his first career NHL goal in the third period to bring it within a one-goal game from 3-1 to one to 3-2. to two. Uh, What a, you know, like, you know, what a happy moment for, you know, to be able to get your first career goal. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, it was a nice goal, like going hard to the net like that for that rebound. Like that's that's how you're going to score goals in the NHL. So if he can do that more, like I, I think that's just the first of many goals we're going to see from Nate Smith. It's awesome, you know, to see again as we talked about these young players who are coming in from the NCAA and doing stuff like that. You know, seeing those opportunities come out, and that's what I love about. And I mentioned this before. That's what I love about this point of the season, right? Because you see those players, and you're like, all right especially for a rebuilding team, right? Because you're like, oh, we're actually getting a, ch- getting a chance to see the future of the franchise right before our eyes. It's awesome. Yeah. And, like, it's it's awesome because, like, you get to see that more. Uh, you, you, in. I feel like you get to see more of potential for the future uh, in late in the season than in preseason. I mean, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's great to see, like, these players, like, kind of – settle down learn their roles like get that like full year under their belt like get all the rust off and the coyotes have been like getting some good performances from certain players like as the seasons come to an end absolutely it's it's um it's really fun indeed but once again we wanted to give that shout out to nate smith for his first career nhl goal Ooh, uh, and I have a, another player I want to talk about, uh, and that's good old Nick Schmaltz. Two assists on the night, uh, a primary assist on Barrett Hayton's goal, like really good wraparound attempt, and then a secondary assist on the Strowman tying goal, uh, giving him 31 or assists this season. That makes him the fourth player to have... 30 plus assists uh, this year. The other three being Keller, Kessel, and Gostaspair. That's some good company right there. That is some good company. And uh, it, it kind of underlies something that we've talked about a lot where 
you know, the Coyotes are getting some good performances from individual players. Like the team is doing bad as a whole, but we are seeing players like Keller uh, before, you know, he was injured and players like Schmaltz and Gossesbear, like really develop into, you know, good forces that the team is going to be relying on in the next couple of years. And it goes back to the theme that we were kind of going on before the season began and, and uh, everybody on this team has something to prove. Most of mm-hmm. these players that they're something to prove is I want to play for another NHL contract. In the case of the players that you mentioned, these guys were like, I want to make sure I am, you know, have it like that. I am worth what I'm being paid one and two that um, I can be an integral part of this rebuild. I can be a part of this franchise in the future. Yeah. I mean, it, Keller was the biggest lightning rod for Ka- for you know topics of discussion for his contract and you know he had just one of the best seasons we have seen from a coyote in a long time but you know probably second on that list was nick schmaltz we don't really talk about him as much because you know everyone was always you know talking about keller but Schmaltz has had a very solid season, you know, hitting the 20 goal plateau, hitting the 30 assist mark. Like these are like good accomplishments on a year where his center has mostly been Travis Boyd. And that's no offense to Travis Boyd. Uh, but, you know, like these are kind of things that you would have maybe expected if he had like a you know, franchise center. Absolutely. It's pretty fun to, uh, you know, to, to see all that. And, and again, going, you know, going back, go, going to all that is, you know, seeing all the individual performance, you know, 30 assists is, is uh, um, on top of, you know, the, the, his goal count too. Like that's, you know, he's a, he has a solid season. Um, and that's, um, that's, that's awesome to see, you know, it's, again, it's, all, it's great for the future for this team, right? Because again, we want to, and, and I, I, obviously, I'm going to freaking keep saying that, right? Anything that that you know that you see that's good is good for the future of this Coyotes. Yeah, there there are very few things that are good uh, just for the moment because so much of this Coyotes franchise is about the future. Uh, the one maybe really good individual, Phil Kessel, uh, also had two assists, uh, and he had his 40th and 41st. So. 41 assists for Phil Castle. Very impressive, Mark. Um, and kind of something that we've hinted at throughout the year. He has shifted from a goal scorer to, you know, still being able to really set up players. I, I think some teams are going to be kicking themselves for not taking a chance on him. Right. And, you know, and I think that's, um, and this is all, all things considered, you know, I mean, with the, how the late in this season gone for Phil Castle, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, obviously he's not feeling good and not getting traded, but you know, he's still making the most of it and doing what he can. Um, Cause now he knows that if he's able to play at least one more year, just a few more games, yeah. he can catch up to, uh, <laughs> to Yandel's <laughs> record. Do, do you think uh, he like signs on with a team with the intention of only going to the record, or do you think he wants to go for another full year? I think he wants to go for another full year. Okay. Um, I think 
I mean, a lot of a lot of players want to go for that, you know, go for those high records and stuff like that because that's and just and that's just on their mind. But some of them still want to play no matter what. Um, yeah, I can give an awesome example about that. This player isn't playing right now, but he wants to. Um, and the uh, a for, uh, former Shark Patrick Marlowe. Yeah, like he played even you know like like once he got the all time games played record, he's like, I still want to play a few more games. I still want to keep going, but. <laughs> Yeah, but I think uh, like if you're Castle, you saw what happened to Yandel. Do you really want to risk being a healthy scratch? Yeah, but I mean, he, professional athlete, so he probably has it like ingrained in his personality to risk that. Okay, yeah, but... there's a couple. There's a couple things, and I think. I think in his mind, it's let's see how high he can get it, right? How yeah. high he can get it, no matter what. Honestly, I'll be real with you. No one's going to touch it, right? Because to these days is you don't get Iron Man's anymore. I mean, Keller was on an Iron Man until, you know, his leg broke. So there are still Iron Man's. They are definitely not as common. But I think that's what just like I'm, I'm it's hard to get that. These, I'm talking about this level of Iron Man. You know, we're never yeah. we're not going to get a player who can you know who can get that many games in a row. Like, yeah, I mean, especially uh, especially just with the way the NHL has been the past decade with uh, shortened seasons and lockouts and all of that, like. Uh, it's if, gonna be tough to if those, short and se- if those shortened seasons didn't happen imagine where some players would be in terms of games played and like yeah uh and and goals scored and just uh it was things could have looked completely different uh i wonder what the kite what the coyotes would have looked like that covid year before if they would have made the playoffs Because they made it because of the, the re- bubble. bubble restructure. Yeah. Uh, I thought they were uh, they were starting to fall apart. Um, but there is a chance they could have rebounded. Uh, I do not remember how tight the standings were. Uh, I do remember them being like... I, I, I don't know. I don't think the Coyotes the coyotes would have been would have guaranteed made it it would have been definitely a a harder risk than you know beating the predators in a play-in round fair enough fair enough anyways though we still got more to get to on this episode of lockdown coyotes we're gonna wrap things up as we as we finish up this conversation as arizona coyotes fall the chicago blackhawks four to three in overtime we're going to get more to that in just a moment, but first, a quick word from Carl. So I have a message from my friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. You can find all the latest sports development, uh, developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. 
Bet Online, where the game starts. I do need to apologize to our friends at Bet Online because I said six and a half for the over under is ridiculous. What happens? Four three overtime win. Uh, so just yeah. over, just over. Oh my god! <laughs> so so this is why you should trust Bet Online because uh, they it know because they know the trends. Yeah, the it was trends. the most embarrassing prediction I think I've had this season. Hey, it happens to the best of us, right? Yeah. It happens yes. to the best of us. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. But let's 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 uh, get more into this, though. Um, first of all, I got to have to give one more shout out. You mentioned him in the beginning of this episode in Karel V. Milka. He had a 36-game uh, 36 save game, uh, and obviously he didn't get the win, but oh my God, like that dude was freaking like, like, you know, stretched, stretched so far out that like, you know, like he, he was a workhorse. Yeah. He made some absolute killer saves. Uh, the two goals that he led in, uh, in the first period, both of them were rebounds. Like the Coyotes need to do a much better job at like cleaning up the front. Um, and then the second period goal uh, was a ridiculous bounce off of Smoltz's skate. Cannot blame him yeah. at all. Like this is one of those games where like I get people are frustrated with him right now. I, I do not think he is playing his best hockey. Uh, I think he could probably just like do better if he sat a couple of games, but we're just beyond that. <laughs> But this was a like a good indicator of like what he has been for most of the season. It has been um, still not his best game. Obviously, we we uh, we've talked about his best games. Those yeah. are those are like you know, oh my god, this is this is the kind of Karelvi Milka we wanted to see. Um, we're not going to see it every night, but oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah, I mean, and, and to be fair to him, uh, his best games also have the team playing moderately well in front of him. Uh, yeah. Although, let's be fair, they have hung him out to dry a couple times, and he has still stolen games. So, um, I gotta think uh, against Winnipeg in November. Yeah. Right? Um, that was the what the one nothing. Shut out what, win. <laughs> 45 plus uh save. That was that was his first 45 plus save. Um yeah. I think yeah. he has four on the season. Yeah, four or five, something like that. Um yeah. like which is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um it, it it goes to show like the quality of his play when he is playing his best and just like how the team can just turn into a shooting gallery if things go wrong. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think one more thing regarding Vimoka, I think it was earlier this week it was um, mentioned, but I think the uh, Karel Vimoka has the, uh, like in terms of for the Coyotes, got the, like, most starts for a goaltender rookie since like the beginning of this de- beginning of the last decade, right? I mean, yeah, that fits. I'm trying to think who would even come close for that. 
I remember what the name like they 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 said it during the broadcast earlier this week. It is Byzantine. No, I'm trying to think who the Coyotes have had as rookie goaltenders. I gotta t- gotta take a look at who it was if I can remember. It would take way too long to find it just because it's. Yeah, we we'll, we'll just tweet that out after the episode uh, for if you're curious because that that is an interesting stat. You are definitely gonna have to get back. Uh, but I yeah. know, I, I know, I like, I heard it, and I know it's, I, and I know it's now true that Karobe Mocha is the most starts for a, for a rookie goaltender for the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, um, I just got to figure out who he beat out because the name is just escaping me right now, and it's ridiculous. I'm just like, ah, oh, I wish I had this on, on me right now. I mean, it's it's definitely before my time in, in really watching or covering the team because, like I said, I don't think the Coyotes have had a lot of rookie goaltenders um, in the past couple of years. They tend to be like more about rehabilitating uh, past goaltender trauma. Uh, we saw that with everyone from Mike Smith, who somehow is doing phenomenally in Edmonton uh, to, you know, Darcy Kemper, who I do not think the Kings really valued at all. And now he is doing amazing things in Colorado. Absolutely. So um, goaltending in general, I think it was in the Coyotes. It's just awesome. Just awesome to talk about, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, I, I know things are not ideal with the Coyotes goaltending right now. I get it. I think they're going to need to make some big moves, but eh, just kind of it's the end of the year. Uh, I don't think too much can really be done uh, to improve things much more. Absolutely. Um, But anyways, uh, one more thing I want to discuss with all you guys. So the Arizona Coyotes get the one point in this after with the OT loss puts them at 50 standings points. Um, now I kind of want to go circle things back because, you know, we have still have still have a bit to discuss and that is the Coyotes where again, their worst season was back what that 2015 season, um, before that year when they got, when they ended up getting the third overall pick 56 yeah. points. Um, that was their lowest, um, for, in a full, in a full season and, they're at 50 now. <laughs> yeah. So, and they have five games left. Uh, these five games are against the Washington Capitals, the St. Louis Blues, the Minnesota Wild, the Dallas Stars, and the Nashville Predators. I don't know about you, Robin. I'm pretty sure the Coyotes are going to set a new record for their worst season. Yeah, it's probably going to happen. Um, and that was. Part of what I discussed at the beginning of the year with the uh, bold predictions that we all did with the rest of the Lockdown NHL channel. Um, yeah. And I said that they are on track for historically low point total. Um, and here we are. <laughs> Historic. 
I, I will say that you would have been wrong if they did not suffer from some of the worst injury luck I have seen befall a hockey team. Yes, let's be let's you know, and let's be real about that because um and and I think you know Craig Morgan, for example, he tweet he like he he said the made the perfect tweet out earlier this week. It's like let's be like let's let's let us be clear that the Coyotes collapse at the end of this season is not rebuild centric. It is, and I'm of course paraphrasing here. Um, it is all injuries, and I'm like, yes, yep. <laughs> like, yeah. There's no way that they would have finished this season this poorly if you know they didn't get all those injuries to end up. Yes, absolutely. Like the Coyotes are currently the worst team in the NHL. Like you said, they have 50 points. The Montreal Canadiens have 51, so just one point ahead. They are probably not going to get many points to end the year. But, like, if Clayton Keller was still playing, if Jacob Chikrin was playing, if Lawson Krause was playing, I do think that they would, you know, maybe not be, like, much higher, but definitely more points than 51. They would have gotten one more win than they have now. Yeah, um... And it would have been – they would have stolen some games. Let's say yeah. that. They would have stolen something, you know. Stolen. I mean, absolutely. Like, so much of what we have been, like, missing from this team, both offensively and defensively, are are pl- those players. Like, just, like, yeah, the Coyotes are missing someone to, like, stand in front of the net and power plays. Austin Krause isn't there. The Coyotes are missing someone to do – Everything. Clayton Keller is not there. The Coyotes are missing their other defensemen who, uh, you know, that's Jacob Chikrin. Although uh, we didn't really mention him too much and we're running out of time. Uh, Anton Strollman had a phenomenal game, got the Coyotes third goal. He has honestly been like other than Goss Despair, the best Coyotes pickup um, from this offseason, I would say. And it's awesome because, you know, you think about what uh, Bill Armstrong has been doing, right? And, you know, getting a lot, getting some of these picks. And he's been, like, he's been doing a great job setting up this rebuild and getting certain players who can, you know, hold down the fort for the short term and, you know, make it less, like, less depressing. It's still a depressing season, yeah. But, yeah. you know, make things interesting with these players. Um and they're gems too. They're like gem finds because, like, you're like, oh, Strawman or oh, Gossespear. Like, what do they have left? They're overpaid. We don't, or like, they just don't have anything left in them. Like, what do, you, what do they have to offer? And then they, they pull <laughs> that kind of stuff out. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's the opportunity. It's what we keep talking about. Like the the reason why so many of these players are willing to like take a chance on the coyotes is because they are taking a chance on themselves. Exactly. Absolutely. It's, but we'll end on that note as we discuss woman, well, I like, cause we'll get more into rebuild talk and also like that during the off season when we have a lot of time, because we will have a lot of time in the off season. <laughs> yeah. And by off season, you mean like two weeks from now. Exactly. After the end of, next week's games <laughs> yep it is just now like uh it continues to surprise me how how quickly it's coming up 
Absolutely. But we'll end on that note. I will give you guys a teaser before we close things off just to let you know that you'll want to stay, you, you'll want to tune in Saturday night for a bonus episode that we're going to have. It's going to be a it's going to be a live episode. Both Carl and I are going to be at Gila River Arena to break down the Arizona Coyotes versus the St. Louis Blues. Mm-hmm. Yep. It'll be an exciting time. You guys will definitely want to tune in for that. Um, it'll, be the, it'll be the first time we do a show together in the same location. <laughs> yep. Yep. First time we uh, are together in the same location talking about hockey. Uh, it'll be fun. It will be fun indeed. You'll, you'll, you will not want to miss it anyway that is it for today's episode of lockdown coyotes hope you guys like what you heard if you did don't forget to leave a review like comment subscribe if you've yet to already we're able everywhere you get your podcasts including on youtube don't forget to find us on social media we're on facebook facebook.com slash lockdown coyotes on instagram at lockdown coyotes and on twitter at lo underscore coyotes i am personally at robin underscore leonio carl pavlik is carl pavlik ffh Interact with us, ask us a question, we might answer them right back or on a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.